Welcome to the Yes Success Podcast, a podcast where we talk about uh, faith, ministry, and vocation, and uh, today, Christmas. Uh, I'm David Libby. I'm Josh Hawk. Man, my intros have been getting subpar, haven't and, they? Yeah, you Just might lose your job here. Poor. My, my <laughs> unpaid job here. <laughs> and today we're here with, with a very special guest, a special friend, uh, Joel Hawk. Hey, Joel. Hey, what's up? Hey, Joel, hey. is there any relation to Josh Hawk? Um, no, actually, no relation. <laughs> we only look exactly alike and... Uh, have the sure. same parentage. Right, you know, <laughs> all of that. Yeah. No, no relation. Joel... We, we would get that a, a lot growing up. You know, there was four of us boys, and I, it was like a broken record anytime you go anywhere. You know, like, oh, there's no denying you four are brothers. Right. Yeah. right. All the time. It's funny. We've had a lot of Hawks on, and you're the first brother. Oh, we yeah. never, we never had on Andrew. Yeah. We talked about having Andrew on when we had we Larissa had on. His wife before, and then it was his wife. Well, we talked about having them both on, and then we called her, and she was free, and, and I guess my, forgot to call him. Yeah. <laughs> and we had my uncle on, and yeah. my, my dad. Yeah, yeah. So we've, um, we're, we're working our way through all the hawks. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. There's too many of you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of hawks. By the time um, you get through with us, then you'll just start with a Bethany or yeah, down the yeah. yeah the I was gonna say yeah, she's 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 got stuff to say at this point. Yeah, she's <laughs> probably got a lot to say, right? Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> you did not you did not seem too enthused <laughs> at that idea. Um, yeah, we'll see about that. All right, so today we're gonna talk about Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's last, a week away. Last week we Ish. talked about um, about depression. It was, uh, David, you said, to quote you, it was a fun episode. It was a fun <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, but it was, uh, it, we've got a lot of feedback from that. And I think it's really good, you know. And yeah. Of course, when I continue that conversation going and just realizing, you know, in, during the holidays, how that can be a really, you know, difficult, um, difficult situation or people just uh, holidays brings out, you know, all sorts of memories, you know, and either sometimes they're not often, they're not necessarily pleasant. You know, I, I think of my mom, my mom's dad died. I think it was the day after Christmas day or the day of um, a, a number of years ago, but that even, you know, still for, you know, for my, my mom that brings up, you know, that, that grief each time. And then, you know, Joel and I, we had in Andrew, we had a brother who died, on December 10th, um, and so, like, the and holidays... To add to that, my best friend died uh, December 21st. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, and so there's... The same year? No. No. Okay. It was... 2003? Yeah. Man, so um, pretty close. Jeez. Yeah, so th- that's definitely the... Christmas is a time I love. I love Christmas. I love celebrating Christmas and kind of the pomp and circumstance of it. Um, but it's definitely a mixed bag of emotions. And so, anyway, after David, you know, after that, our depressing episode, I thought it'd be fun to maybe just to talk, talk about ab- how Christmas is depressing. Is that, <laughs> you, you've been leading us down <laughs> that road. That, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to talk about this, the unsuccessful Christmases. That's what I think I'm going to name the. Name, name this episode the the unsuccessful Christmases, but like in a funny way, you know, like some of the fails that we did that then you look back and you go, oh, that that's pretty funny. <laughs> and and so I thought about Joel. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, 
And, you know, it's just thinking back on our childhood, you know, and some of the memories here. But well, we'll start off. Joel had, he had quite. Just real recently. Yeah, quite the, the epic um, Christmas fail. Um, so, yeah. Joel, tell us, tell us what happened. Well, you know, it, I am a big fan of real trees. I, I like the smell. I just like the, the act of going out as a family and cutting down a tree. And so we did. Uh, we went out and had fun picking out a tree and cutting it down. Um, and it was uh, three days later, my wife looked onto the floor and said, Joel, what is on our floor? And uh, sure enough, I walked over and what appeared to be what looked exactly like ticks. Oh, no. Hundreds. we looked it up real quick like really quick um uh, record time they're not ticks they look identical to ticks they have six legs though instead of eight uh and they are aphids a for a um, type of aphid and I'm turns cl- out I'm getting clenchy just oh, it's, telling the story. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Skin so gross. itching. Oh, oh it's like the tree was cu- oh, oh goodness. It was but it was really but it was really, really gross. We looked it up. It turns out, turns out an aphid infest- infestation is rare. Uh, in fact, it's like it's so rare that you might have you might have one tree in an entire tree farm that's infested. So, we were the lucky ones. <laughs> the only ding, ones, ding, ding. probably, to get aphid-infested tree. So, I took it back. Uh, we called him, called it, <laughs> and uh, it's like, look, this is what happened. They're like, wow, it's the first time they, we've heard about this. It's the one tree on <laughs> our <laughs> whole lot. <laughs> and he ain't young, too. I'm pretty sure he's been running this farm for a while. And the first time he's heard about it, uh, it's, it's just, uh, lucky me. Yeah, uh, cool. So, <laughs> anyway, and uh, when we... When I went back to replace the tree, because they just replaced it for us, um, I found a nice, sparse noble <laughs> fir. Nice and see-through. Yeah. You could see <laughs> top to bottom. No bugs. Oh, oh that was bad. <laughs> they I'll never just, get a dense tree ever again. You should just, like, on your way home, buy some bug bomb. <laughs> 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 just be ready to go from now on. Like, have it stocked up. Like like how people put snow in a can on the tree. You just, oh, yeah. You just yeah. cover it in bug bomb. <laughs> yeah. it, the tree will die fast, but, you know, so will all of the aphids. <laughs> the, thing, the things you never expect to have to deal with. Oh, Dude, goodness. that's disgusting. It was horrible. That's it was disgusting. Did, really, you, really gross. Did, you, did you have a kid at the time? It was did, two, yeah, like two weeks ago. Oh, that was this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you had so two recent. So, so you're dealing with two kids. Yeah, a two year old and an infant, and all you know, like bugs. two little kids. Yeah, that's the worst. That that's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst story Ooh. I've heard in. Oh, and did he say that the tree was already completely decorated? Oh yeah. And yeah. Oh man. Yep. Because <laughs> we decorated it, it had been st- sitting there for three days. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gross. So top that one, David. I don't have a story that could top that. I had, so this wasn't much of a fail. Um, But (laughs) I don't even know if it's a funny story. It makes, it makes me laugh. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, it might be one of those you had to be there stories. I'm not sure. But um, we, so we were, we were in Spokane. My wife's from Spokane. And we went to Spokane like three years ago for Christmas. And we didn't want to go through the tubble, trouble of cooking a, a turkey. So we bought a ham. And the ham wouldn't fit in the fridge. But we thought, fine, it's snowing outside. Like, that. that's fine. We'll just leave it out, outside. It's, it's, all, it's all wrapped. It's not going to be a problem. I still, I still maintain this was a good idea. It, it, I, I just didn't think about the fact that things live outside, too. You know, there's, there's, there's animals, see, in the, in the world. <laughs> there, there, are, there are things. And so we put it in the snow. We wake up and we see half of the ham gone and just like crazy uh, claw marks and teeth marks all throughout. This is Christmas morning. And, and tracks that look like and we we haven't verified but they were pretty obviously raccoon tracks coming uh, and some people said it could have been a dog we looked the tracks up i still stand by raccoon i think it was a raccoon could have been a dog but it was coming from one fence straight to the ham and then uh, to another fence, and so it it went either through or jumped the other oh. side of the fence. And well, so man, we're so did you guys go hungry? We're looking at the ham, and we're like, okay, it only it only <laughs> ate half the ham. <laughs> so so we're we're talking about it, and we're like, if if we're wrong, we will get rabies, <laughs> and. And you don't you don't want rabies. I still want ham. You yeah, you don't you don't want rabies on Christmas, but you really Best want ever. You, you don't you really want ham on Christmas. So so we're we're looking at the the possibility of Christmas rabies, and so I'm I call uh, we we talk about what to do, and I don't call uh, Lena's brother, my wife's brother, called Poison Control, <laughs> and and said, hey, so we have this ham. <laughs> <laughs> and half of it's gone. We think a raccoon ate it. Um, half of it doesn't look like it's been touched. Were we to eat that side of the ham, will we be okay? And they said, you'll probably be okay if you eat the untouched part. So but This is on Christmas. Can you imagine, you know, the, the dispatcher at Poison oh, Control? You right. Know, like, on Christmas, like... What? Yeah, yeah, I know. First of all, I've never had a question like that before. First of all, shout out to the dispatcher of poison control (laughs) working on Christmas. Like there, there can't be. Well, I mean, they probably get calls about like swallowed batteries or whatnot. But, (laughs) but a raccoon ate my ham is probably not too common. So, so we call and we ask, and the the guy says it it should probably be fine. So we ate half the ham. Um, we're cutting around the raccoon bites and scratches, and and w- the whole time we're thinking, 
we're, we're like watching each other going, okay, if anyone shows any signs of <laughs> illness for the rest of Christmas, we're thinking, okay, if we can make it like three days <laughs> we're good. and we're no best. one gets sick, we're oh, probably man. fine. But if someone gets sick, they're going to get really sick and we're going to have to like rush someone to the hospital. So that, that was weird. Um, so I, like I said, I don't, I don't even know if the story's funny, but Christmas rabies that's became memorable. like my favorite inside joke in the family. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were at Costco the other day and they were giving out samples of like the truffles that are, are wrapped, you know, yeah. and everything. And I think they were giving one to my daughter and it, in the transition, it fell to the floor and I'm like, Oh, well just pick it up. No big deal. She, she grabbed it and said, Oh no, no, here's another one. And then she like took it and threw it in, in the garbage I'm like, oh no! You, know, oh, you but, got so, you got a germaphobe in the family, huh? It wasn't my daughter who did that. It was the, oh, the yeah. gal giving the um, the staff, yeah. And so, of course, you you have to do that. You know, as a story, she I hasn't imagine. heard of the ten second rule. Yeah. I mean, the MythBusters disproved the ten second rule, what? but it's still real. Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> here's a story. You know, my my grandma makes peanut butter balls. <laughs> this is um, <laughs> And they're they're covered in chocolate. I mean, if you haven't had peanut butter balls, I, I don't think you've lived yet. Um, Especially grandma's chocolate. Yeah. So it's peanut oh. butter and powdered sugar, like mixed together, dipped rolled in, in a ball and dipped in chocolate. Oh, like, it's so good. What's not to like about that? Um, and so my daughter, I, I think it was my oldest daughter, and it was a number of years ago. She was young, and she bit into it. And it's a lot to bite it. I mean, it's it's rich. And um, I think she she wasn't quite expecting it, and she just went whoa, and then threw it in the garbage. And I I flipped my lid, and I'm like, what are you? You can't throw anything at Grandma's cooking away, you know, and her baking. And so I I went and I dug it out of the trash, and and I ate it. So I I'm with <laughs> you with the ham and the rabies, you know, like just ate it out of the trash. Uh, oh, it, yeah. it'll be all right, you know. It helps nice. build the immune system, I think. Nice, except um. I, I mean, those two My things daughter aren't probably the same at all. Rabies. We <laughs> had we not eaten the rabies ham, we wouldn't have had anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that the rest of Christmas dinner, but just no, no meat. Uh, so, I I don't think that's the same at all. I think that was a terrible thing you did. <laughs> Make grandma feel good. <laughs> It's yeah. true. No, that's that's solid. I probably totally would have done it. Too. I, I get you. I mean, gram, grandma's I peanut butter cookie or peanut butter balls are worth. I mean, let's out of the let's for. be real. I mean, that's they've, how God loves us. You know, like got, God God pulls us out of the garbage and says, "I love you anyway." Oh, you're full of those. <laughs> Jesus is my tailless. <laughs> you said God, was it last time? God, Jesus walks amongst a lot lifesavers. Jesus walks among the life preservers. Yeah, we've that, we've we've got a few of these. Yeah, it's solid. Um. I no, I mean it's it's a testament to your grandma's cooking if it's good enough to come out of the garbage and be eaten. Hopefully she's not listening to this. <laughs> she she doesn't know the story, does she? Oh, oh yeah, she does. She oh, okay. was there. She was there. Oh. She was watching. She watched it happen. Yes. Oh well, yeah. then. So she knew that the thing was thrown away, regardless. Yeah. Okay. And I and and then I redeemed it, just like Jesus redeems us. Did you though? Because she <laughs> saw it. Like she saw the the thing get thrown away. Like the hurt's probably still there. Well, I mean, it was just—it's it's I mean, a lot for a little kid. We hurt to... Jesus, right? <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> just keep him coming. Uh, oh man! Right, so one story I have. This is probably this is pretty embarrassing for me. 
Um, I'm a big gift guy. And of course, you know, Christmas, at least in Western culture, we make it all about the presents. Um, thanks, Jesus. Um, but my, my wife is, is not. Her love language is not gifts. Um, and so that's kind of a, I don't know, it's definitely something we not wrestle with, but we, we're figuring out even still, you know, 15 years later into our marriage. But I, I kind of prided myself on, like, giving great, great gifts. And it was either the first or second year of marriage. I mean, we, we didn't have any money. Um, and I had this great idea of, like, getting my wife a car stereo for Christmas um, because I, I think our car was broken into and a stereo was stolen. And so I went to a, a pawn shop um, and I bought this old car stereo that had like all the wires coming out of it. There's no box in it. You know, it's just the plain bit, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, my, my wife will appreciate this. And at the same pawn shop, I think I, I bought some the fake diamond earrings, um, like pretty, pretty big ones um, that I, I like, oh, those look shiny. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget her face, you know, as she opened up the box that Christmas morning, you know, and was like, oh, uh, thanks, <laughs> honey, for the car <laughs> stereo and, and these earrings. <laughs> The best uh, what you should have done is you should have put it in the car. The best is the the response that's it looks like it's it's being thankful, but there's a very obvious nice try behind <laughs> it. <laughs> good yeah, good try, good attempt. <laughs> yeah. I think it was that same year too where we we were trying to be outdoorsy, you know, that that fun couple who loves to, you know do stuff outside and we tried to go snow camping. Um, and that about ended our marriage. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea, but, um, <laughs> it was uh, like, was so weird too. Like the thing I packed up, I packed a bunch of books, um, oh, to read like no. more than one. <laughs> and my oh, wife was no. like, let's cut those up and burn them <laughs> to make fire. Um, oh, but we were so ill prepared, <laughs> and it it was bad. Oh the th- man, the things you learn. I've never tried to do that oh. since. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, my wife and I tried doing a backpacking trip along the beach, and uh, let me tell you, twenty miles across the sand, Ugh. seeing nothing but ocean. <laughs> And that doesn't really change. It's still water. <laughs> still nothing but water, as far as the eye can see. And you're tromping across sand, which is not easy to walk in. It was a very, also a very trying time <laughs> for us. Isn't it beautiful, oh. honey? Yes. <laughs> it's still beautiful. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, it was beautiful 13 miles ago. <laughs> Yeah. No, sand is sand is the worst. I just I I was at family camp in September and I'd been running a lot and so I decided to do a six mile run on the beach. Oh which was 
poor choice. <laughs> First of all, sand, but also um, you either hike or run in the soft sand, clo- like away from the water, or which is which is harder to walk in, or you're closer to the water where it's harder and nicer, but then you got a slope, and so it's hard on your ankles. Mm. You, you, you can't win. Yep. You can't win. It's yep. the worst. It's the worst. Yep. Yeah. So do you have any uh, stories about uh, things that have gone wrong with, like, you've, you're, you're a pastor. You've done a lot of church stuff. You've been working in uh, or with, with churches for a long time. Well, this church. Um, y'all got any stories about things that went wrong or possibly wrong or weird um, during the Christmas season? I just found out last night that um, uh, someone came up to me after the Christmas concert and was like, where are the lilies? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Because I don't decorate our church. <laughs> she said, where are the lilies? I'm, I'm allergic and I can feel that they're here. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do we have lilies here? <laughs> um, which, you know, isn't a problem. Every church has lilies. But then... Yeah, you know, around yeah. around Christmas, yeah. you have you have um, bigger problems than like allergies. You have problems like there's a lot of candles. Right, things can catch on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've definitely had wax melt everywhere on the carpet, and like, oh, whoops! I guess I should have had that on a plate or something. Um, yeah, yeah. I had my daughter holding. It was it was during Silent Night at last year. I think we had our Christmas Eve service here last mm. year at, at the Wesleyan Church, and my daughter was holding the candle, and the wax was coming down and was getting caught on that little paper thing. But then there was a like there was kind of a tear in her paper, and the wax was dripping through it straight down to her hand, <laughs> and she's five and she's trying to muscle through, and she. Like, you can see her face tensing up, and I was like, what's going on? And she goes, it's getting hot. And I look down, and I see that, like, hot wax is coming down on her hand. I'm like, give me the candle. <laughs> <laughs> it's burning, Dad. What? I mean, she's a trooper. She's powering through. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that can happen. But you hear stories of, like, things catching on fire in churches, so that can happen. Mm, but... I don't know if y'all have had that situation here. We've never had our our church burned down. Good. Good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's solid. Um, Setting the bar low. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't had any, uh, in terms of gift giving, any massive mistakes. Um, I've had a number of those times where I've bought gifts um and obviously i missed but you know i just i like i don't have a huge ego about it it stings a little (laughs) but um but i'm smart enough to always have a receipt handy because i i know that i don't know (laughs) i've 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 definitely i've bought people books that they already own um, I've, I've bought, um, I tried one year to get my wife, uh, like a knitting book. She's a knitter and I wanted to get her a book of patterns, 
but I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what patterns are good. <laughs> yeah, I missed. That's right. <laughs> I missed. But that's that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, my wife just keeps coming back, you know, with me. She's like, just buy your own presents, you know. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to gamble here. I don't know what's what's in your mind and, and you know, a mind reader. You're like, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, like, it, I mean, just talking about gifts and presents, how how that is, like, all-consuming, and, and we stress out about it, or at least a number of people do. You're like, oh, you know, I got to buy the the right presents and even like watching my you know my older daughter right now you know and she goes oh I got to make sure all my friends get a present you know and um and I remember that as a kid too like oh well which friends do I buy a present for you know and which do I do I not and some people getting hurt if you know so and so got a present but they didn't um and it it's it's interesting where it becomes, I don't know, I guess at what point does, does presence, does receiving gifts become an expectation as opposed to right. kind of a, a, a privilege or, or a, a joy? Um, and I remember watching my kids when they were quite young, and it made me really proud as a parent. Um, around birthdays or presents or Christmas, when they would get a gift, they would open it up and like it's not even all the way unwrapped yet, and they would throw it down and just big huge eyes run up to whoever was the the giver of that gift and just give them a big old hug. And it was like anything; it didn't matter what it what it was. And um, I was reminded of that this last this last week. My youngest daughter had a, a birthday, and. Um, she had lost, we have an old iPad, like the first generation iPad um, that's still kicking around. It has like Netflix and an old YouTube app on it, I think. Um, and she she lost it a couple months ago, and that's kind of her her iPad. And here, to find out my wife found it. It was just on the bookshelf. <laughs> um, and so I had this crazy last minute you know, idea of wrapping it up for her birthday and giving it to her. Nice. And it was that response again. She screamed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, she was so excited. And it was this <laughs> this present she or this gift that she already had, you know, but she lost. And then, you know, she, she got it back. And I, I wonder if there's a Jesus analogy there, too. But um, probably not because <laughs> the apps, the apps are all outdated now and they don't work. Jesus. Jesus is great until Apple updates. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think Jesus there's an analogy the same. there. Yesterday, today, he's all. He's like the iPad one who never changes. <laughs> Jesus is the same yesterday and today, but tomorrow Apple's going to update its system, and and all of Jesus apps it. won't work anymore. <laughs> oh, um, but I I think about and now watching, <laughs> kind of watching my kids kind of phase out of that a little bit more, and it's that expectation now, you know, like oh well, if I don't get a present on Christmas, then then something's wrong, yeah. um, you know what's what's the deal here? And having to um, try and uh, I, I think with like without kids, like you you try and get your your spouse like a couple of gifts right you, you get each other just kind of a couple of things or try and get like one big thing and um like it just kind of like sets you up for failure because uh, you, you're expecting like 
because what you expect and what you get are going to be very different. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, this whole thing is um, biggest unsuccessful Christmas story that that there's that that's ever been. We've we've made this um, a culture of getting. Um, mm-hmm. And it just sets you up for failure, for failure time and time again. It's failure, disappointment, and so the happy holidays becomes uh, disappointing holidays. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it, like that—that's been the the biggest failure in my eyes. Then, like, oh, you you get your spouse something, and you mess up, and then now you're both disappointed. <laughs> or if you had just kind of like set the precedence like before, they're like, mm. hey, like let let's set some time aside, like let let's put this money that we're gonna buy with like buy gifts with, let like like let's take this money and do something special together, and you will go out and enjoy each other's time, um, and have a great mm. successful time together, um, being together, enjoying one another's presence versus actually getting each other presents. Uh, and disappointing one another yet again. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like the way we show love, I guess, is is so so different. And so changing changing the expectations, I think, is is huge. But it doesn't give. It, I don't think it gets us off the hook. Um, oh no! And yeah, like we still have to be intentional. And so if there's something that I if there's something very specific that I want, it's probably really silly for me to you know tell my wife, like, hey, can you get this for me for Christmas? You know, like, that that seems kind of odd. And he's like, well, just get it yourself if, if you really want that. You know, like, let's save up the money or whatever, you know, find the means to to get that. But there are other things, you know, like, when you, when you come across something, you're like, oh, I, I remember my spouse or, or this person or my kid or, or my parents or whoever it is, whatever relationship, my best friend, like, I remember them saying something about that, you know, and and so then the present is more actually in me remembering what they wanted and, you know, and being in tune to them rather than, you know, trying to kind of appease them. I remember uh, one present as a kid, I wanted a BB gun and I it was around, I think it was around the time the Christmas story came out, <laughs> which probably dates me. Um but the the famous line, of course, in there is like they he wanted a BB gun too. I was like, no, you'll shoot your eye out on it. And like, I won't shoot my eye out, you know that. But I I had my heart set on a BB gun, and that was the one present I wanted. Like mom and dad, I'm like I I want a BB gun, and actually, I saw it in mom and dad's closet because um, that's where. Of course, that's where you hide all the Christmas presents, right? Even still today, like children, if you if, you, if you're listening, all your Christmas presents <laughs> are in your mom and dad's closet somewhere, <laughs> like probably behind clothes or something. And shout out to all the parents <laughs> listening to this in the car <laughs> with their hiding. kids. Move them to the garage. In the back seat. <laughs> um, we're we're glad you're listening. Enjoy this very last episode you'll ever hear. <laughs> Uh, Enjoy yeah. a very unsuccessful yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So I remember on Christmas morning, like my parents would never, they'd never put the packages the, or the presents, the packages, the presents under the tree um, until Christmas Eve after we went to bed. And I remember going out and like, there is no BB gun shaped box. 
and it was so kind of confusing to me and a letdown and like what and it was just it was really sad because i had that expectation one of the packages or <laughs> one of the presents um, that i opened was a scope for a bb gun and then that was that confused me even more like wait what is this uh thanks mom and dad um and then they after everything was was open then they they brought out the the gun and it was it was there but it was just as i think back it was that expectation that unmet expectation and how i how i felt and in, in in that I'm like oh man this this is a letdown and then receiving the present afterwards you know so you opened the scope yeah before and, and still weren't it wasn't sure there, David. Was it wasn't <laughs> there. <laughs> that was what did you, was confusing. Did you I w- think they were going to give it to you over the next, like, five Christmases <laughs> in parts? Here's the trigger. <laughs> Here's the stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here's some BBs. Uh, I just spilled coffee all over <laughs> your couch. Um, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's great for them. <laughs> they they didn't... Uh, they figured they, it out. Like, they, they, they fooled you, but... You, you probably should have caught on by that <laughs> point, man. <laughs> yeah. What's mean, your most memorable Christmas present? Oh, I mean, there's there's a few. Um, one of the weirdest ones was the time. Um, what I like board games, and like 15 years ago, when I first got married. Um my wife and I played this one game and we were like, this is awesome. And so we, we, we had played it with my family and they liked it too. So we put it on our, our Christmas list and my family got it for us, but we knew they liked it. So we got it for them too. (laughs) And my wife's family got it for us too. So three copies of this game (laughs) were, we're rotating, between us that you know that was just a weird thing but that's what receipts are for Uh, (laughs) we brought a couple of them back it was fine um i don't know man i mean the the nintendo 64 was pretty bomb when that super smash brothers yeah yeah Yes, we yeah, spent a lot of time in college. It was good times. It was good times. Um, but, I mean, the thing was, that was, I think that came out, like, a year before I went to college. So so I played it a lot in that year, senior year of high school. And then I went to college, and it stayed at home. So technically, it was for... I, I think it was for for me, but it ended up really being for my brother and sister because I was gone after about a year, and so it, yeah, that was that was a good day. I mean, that was a cool gift. I don't know. I want to. I feel like the presents or even specific Christmases should have made more of an impact on my memory. I don't know if I'm forgetting a lot more these days <laughs> or, or what I remember the joy of Christmas. 
I remember very few specifics about a lot of Christmases. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to that. Um, I don't know if that's universal. But it makes me think that all the stress of what should we get the kids probably doesn't matter too yeah. much because they're going to mm-hmm. forget anyway. <laughs> I don't I don't know I that. forget anything. I remember everything. Clearly, <laughs> you remember the best present of all, a BB gun scope. <laughs> Sorry. No, oh. there's actually a better present. <laughs> I don't know What's if I that? shared it before, but... I think this is before Joel was born, or when probably before you remember at least. Uh, but I remember Benji, my next youngest brother. He and I, we my dad got us a hammer and blocks of wood, and it was a present that that impacted us tremendously. It was probably like a two dollar hammer. He was thoughtful and had he had a little wood burner set and so he engraved our name into the handle of it. Oh cool. And then literally just scraps of wood from the garage, like old half two by fours, you know, and and then uh, a bucket of nails that was just uh whatever's laying around. Um could you imagine giving Eden giving Eden, Eden my a hammer and nails year old daughter. No. <laughs> um but all, all my friends that year, all my friends got like the Ninja Turtle action figures or the G.I. Joes, mm-hmm. and I got a hammer and nails. Um, but that, I don't know, in that, like, I remember the neighbors coming over and bringing their action figures, and we played with the hammer and nails more than the, the action figures did. And I had that hammer, I think, I think into my adult years even. It was a little tiny hammer, so it was... It wasn't real practical anymore, but I don't know whatever whatever happened to it. But that present, like as I've reflected back on that, that present, that gift, like it, it has lived on because not only was my dad giving me a silly hammer and nails, but he was like giving me the trade of of working with my hands, you know, or or using that. And you know, like just over the last five years, I built a house on the back of my house you know right like, and i've done construction often you know or throughout the my adult years um kind of off and on and and so that was a present that you know that impacted me kind of beyond my realization wow mine would fall in a similar manner uh our mom grew up on a grew up on a farm and when all the kids grew up and, like, uh, our <laughs> grandfather died and none of the kids wanted the farm, they, no, no, none of them wanted to, like, stay on the farm and take care of it. Uh, it, it came down to the fact that it was just had to be sold. Like, there was, really wasn't any way around that because um, mm-hmm. Grammy wasn't, gonna ever doesn't she wasn't gonna be able to take care of it for for very long and so it came down time to sell it and so uh, from the from that selling the farm some money was dispersed to all the grandkids um but we weren't to be able to use it but it was to be invested into us um no i and it like 
the big picture of things, I don't know, I don't think it was like a, a lot of money, but it was like 150 or 200 dollars each, yeah, something like that. dollars uh, for each grandchild, uh, which five kids and they, they actually yeah, there's, there's actually like 30 grandkids. There's actually something. quite a few grandkids. Um, but that Christmas, like I got a new, um, it was the new electric guitar with an amp. That's right. Oh, nice. Um, and I, that, I forgot about that because I, I got a keyboard or and, went towards a keyboard or something. And I, yeah, I played that guitar for, for years and years and that really did, con- that con- helped contribute to like, um, how I am, like how I appreciate music to this day. So, was that before you started taking guitar lessons, or is that no? That was after I started taking guitar. Do you lessons. still have that guitar? No. Was no. it that Blue Squire one? It was the Blue Squire. Um, Getting an instrument though really does like like I regifted a, it. A good, awesome instrument that's yours really does um, up. How much yeah. you want to learn. Yeah. I, I was taking, when I was in a, this isn't a Christmas gift, but um, when I was in high school, uh, senior year, we had to do, we had to do a senior project, which was an all year project. You had to, you had to learn something new and then demonstrate some sort of, not mastery, but improvement uh, by the end of the year with a speech and a demonstration um, and so I wanted to learn guitar. I figured I'm going to Bible college. It had, that's something that might be helpful there. Turns out it super is, by the way, it, not just Bible college, but any college. Um, playing guitar is fun, and it's like... It, it's a great way to pick up girls, too, it's, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it could be, I guess. <laughs> um, so my attraction point to to my wife to Lauren was, was it she she was playing the guitar oh really and I like that was my first eye opening like whoa I knew she played the guitar but just right. seeing her in that seeing context it? it was associated with the yeah guitar, so yeah my wife know. with her voice yeah yeah music you know um but the like so I had this guitar. It was loan. Well, it was given to me, but it was it was very old and very cheap. It's from my my best friend's mom, and it was it was um, it was a wonderful, uh, sweet gift because we couldn't afford a guitar. But it was it was like very old and very cheap, and um, and had a giant rainbow painted on it. It was a nylon string, old giant rainbow with like a. Jesus is the best or something like that painted on it. And I'm like, this is, this is fine to learn on, but, um, I'm not using this for my senior, (laughs) uh, speech and everything. Like I can't, uh, I can't play this for everything. And, and also it's, it's an old beat up nylon string. Like I, I, long term, this isn't, this isn't really a feasible, guitar for me and for my birthday senior year um we never spent very much on gifts ever as a family but um my parents bought me a new guitar we we went looking it was i mean as far as guitars go it was on the cheaper end a few hundred uh but it was it was good a good epiphone and it it lasted me. I mean, 
I still have it and it's still great. Um, but it was my primary guitar for like 15, 20 years, maybe 15 years. Um, and getting that really upped my, um, desire to want to play. Like once you have that guitar and once you had that Squire and once you had that keyboard, I'm sure that, yeah. that very much jumped up your, so, your desire to play. What, what I'm hearing then is I should probably get my 10-year-old daughter a really nice grand piano yeah. for Christmas, right? <laughs> Are you trying to justify a purchase that your wife's going to hate? What I'm going to tell you is talk with your spouse about this because um, that's just good marital advice. But it could be a surprise yeah. for her, too. Like, yeah, yeah, she would love that. It's like the, isn't, um, isn't her love language gifts? Didn't you say that like an hour ago? <laughs> I did the, uh, another gift I gave her. I think probably one of the early years in her marriage was a KitchenAid mixer, um, and it was that was probably one of the actually the selfish gifts because I actually do much more baking than my wife does, and we never had a KitchenAid mixer growing up. Like my mom was, we did a lot of mixing by hand, and which is a cool way to use your kids in that, but it's not efficient at all. Um, <laughs> And no, it's not. and so I've definitely <laughs> used that that mixer much more than my my wife did. It's like buying your wife a new table saw, or right. Um, it would be like me buying my wife a grand piano, and like I don't really play the piano, honey. You play the piano. Like, I, I know, but you know the gift is you listening to me. I don't <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that time you bought your wife a a guitar. That's right. Yeah, yep. I bought her a nice Taylor guitar. Yes, I remember yeah. that. That and was in college. Yeah, that was a was. nice guitar. It, it still and is. Yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, um, it is still. It's that's guitar. true. That was that yeah. was one of those gifts where I'm like, oh well, she's that she plays the guitar, so at least it yeah. uh, that makes sense. <laughs> but I've <laughs> we've used it equally. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair well. That to was say that that was. I remember that because you were yeah. telling me you went to. Um, our music professor yep. and uh, like right. he, he said, look, if you're going to go down this road, you go just do it. You really need to spend the money on it because we were, I, mean, it was, yeah. I think it was for a birthday. It wasn't for yeah. Christmas. Um, it was a good idea. Tailors are expensive, but you it was do, like a thousand dollars. You do get your money's worth. And we yeah. it was 900 used. We were at like $20,000 a year annually is what we were making, you know? Yeah. So one twentieth of our income right. went to guitar for her. So yeah. So, you you do get. Yeah, I did that. I did a similar, similar yeah. purchase. Did you? Yeah, uh, I already had my guitar and wanted my wife to have one too. Nice. Yeah, it was an eleven hundred dollar purchase. That was, mm. that was back when we were living. Um, we were living in the studio apartment. So I'm an incredibly stubborn person. I had expenses I had, were minimal. I had the Epiphone. I and I was I was gonna I was gonna die playing it. Like I. I just, I love it. I still love it. Um, but I was playing in our church's praise band. Um, it looks like we're getting close to time to wrap up here, but I was playing uh, in our church's praise band. And, um, and the, uh, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Um, and, uh, and, and one of the other praise band members was saying, hey, um, I hate the sound of your guitar, <laughs> which is fair. That's not an insult. That's like the music. Oh. Music is subjective. Right. Um, but he said, I've got a guitar that I've been wanting to fix up. If I fix it up and 
give it to you. Will you wow. take it? And that was like two years ago. Yes. <laughs> it's been awesome. <laughs> like, it's solid. What kind of guitar? It's super good. It's a, I, I think, Takamuna. Is that how you say it? Takamini. 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 I never know. It's it's almost fuzzed off on the top. I know it starts with Taka. I don't <laughs> yeah, even if care. It's a, if it's like a 90s Takamini, it's, 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 it's a good guitar. It's beautiful. Yeah. It sounds great. It's wonderful. It plays great. It, it's been awesome. I love it. I love it so much. So, yeah, I mean, like, as far as gifts go, musical instruments are, are not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a good reminder, you know, for us to, to think about, you know, gifts that, that make a lot of investments, you know, like how, how am I going to, how is this going to pay off, you know, in 10, right. 20, 30 years? So. Yeah. Well, any big takeaways? What do uh, we want? What do we want to leave people with? Telling stories is fun. Telling I stories mean, there's is that. Fun. Uh, and Christmas doesn't have to be, uh, uh, be careful your expectations maybe. Um, and like, I think we, we, we often set ourselves up for failure when yeah. we, um, and I just think be, be real. And it's okay not to be okay. You're, you're just trying to <laughs> roll everything together from our last few episodes. No, I think, I think my big takeaway, when you asked me what's, what's the best gift you got, and I, I still can't even think of any. I think my big takeaway here is gifts don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe don't put too much focus on, not in, a, not in even a moral or ethical way, just in a... A pra- pragmatic life. Sense. Life is gonna go on, yeah, and that right, gift yeah. doesn't mean jack. Yeah. So don't, yeah. you know. Unsuccessful Christmas stories is like the title <laughs> we've been talking about, and I think for me, like, uh, uh, very similar. The, the the takeaway for me is uh, the fact that um, we have these stories of half-eaten ham. Uh, yeah, tree yeah. full of aphids. Christmas rabies. Uh, <laughs> Christmas rabies story. <laughs> And like, but we think back and like as unsuccessful as these stories are, like we, uh, it's still, right. It's still a, a (laughs) successful like Christmas and why, like, why is it a successful Christmas? Because it was a time with family. It was that it was a time of the holidays where like we come together, we are, um, united in that story we we can think back and be like remember christmas rabies and it's a <laughs> it's a moment we can share um in our community uh and it, it's it's shared experience it's shared life and i think that's that's the important thing to remember that that no matter how unsuccessful our gifts may be or our christmas dinner may be may turn out uh, is really the time spent together that that really makes Christmas and really makes uh, those, those times special and successful. Yeah. That was good. Well, Joel, thanks for being on. Thanks for being my brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like you had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of, a lot of, right. a lot of choice there. Yeah. Thanks no, for this being was fun. my friend. This was yeah. fun. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we want to thank you, Joel. Um, uh, people I assume can find you online. Facebook. I don't have whatever. a Facebook actually. Twitter, yeah. Instagram. No, Instagram. You, I had the idea. He's got an Instagram. Instagram. You can find him there. It's full of if, pictures of babies. If you want, yeah, that's true. That's true. You have two of those. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Eliza Psalm. Hashtag Milo Phillip. <laughs> hashtag I need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> How old are they? Zero and one, or 
Yeah. Let's see. 22 months and uh, seven weeks. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, two under two. I got a six and a three. And I, like the, the, like once they pass two or three, I think three, two. See, I want to say in terms of tantrum, three is harder. But, um, but, I don't know. but she's pretty advanced, but it's been they, rough. they can walk and play by themselves at that point. And so you can be like, go play, leave me alone <laughs> and they'll do it. So, um, I mean, two under two just, just sounds crazy. It's so been, you, it's been you an experience, but I you think have we'll my prayers. Talk about yeah. success. There you go. <laughs> right. In the long run, I think that like they'll grow up and be close together. Yeah, they'll pass three so. together and then it'll be great. Yeah. But <laughs> until then. Right. <laughs> until then. Until then. First couple of years. Whew. Enjoy. Hold on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. All right. Well, for the unsuccess podcast. Oh, wait. So we have a contest going on. If we're dropping this oh, yeah. before. Oh, yes. If we're dropping this before Christmas, then um, until the first, um, w- there is a picture. I'm pretty good about my entrance. There is a picture. It was solid. Um, there's a picture on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook of Josh from the depression life. episode. Just like looking down and um man it's so it's very it's, memeable it's such a good memeable picture memeable. he he so, he seems word? either word, sad yeah. or deep in thought and so i've been i've been putting uh his inner thoughts to this picture for a while and so we're doing a contest we realized when we have when we had aj swoboda on we never gave away one of his books so if you want to send us uh a caption of Josh's inner thought, go to either our Twitter or our Instagram or our Facebook and find this picture and uh, enter the contest. Send me what you think his inner thoughts are and I'll pick the funniest one on the first and give them a copy of his book, Subversive Sabbath. So um, go do that and I look forward to it. So all for at my th- expense. All <laughs> at Josh's expense. <laughs> See, I mean, you'll get a picture of me at some point and we'll do it again. Yes. I, I like I contests. I like this. For it. It's this good. Fun. No, it's a good time. Okay. All right. So for the Unsuccess Podcast, I'm David. And I'm Josh. And we will see you next time. <laughs> yeah.